0: What's up everybody? It's your boy Ezra here. hope everybody's having a lovely Friday evening, so Welcome to tonight's Friday night stream. We are changing up the tempo a little bit I've got a couple of interesting little ideas for our panel. We're actually joined by a couple people here, so let's go ahead and uh, Jump right into it. We're gonna we have three interesting topics to discuss and then what we're gonna do is switch over to twitch to do kind of a post show Uh, So, Big Talk, Little Talk, you can get over on Twitch. Let's uh, get to our panel here, do some uh, introductions. All right, so uh, I'm joined by Dak, Jeff, Christy, Pierce, and also joined by Franco here. How's everybody doing? Excellent. Good, man. Good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So it looks like everything looks good. Um, Christy, you had brought up a a topic kind of before we got started on the messaging. Um, Why don't you break that down to us as people trickle in here before we kind of set up? What was that about? Uh, Yeah, so
1: I I live in the middle of the country. I live in Iowa and this week we were hit by uh, what is being described as a category two hurricane, except it was all inland and uh, unlike East Coast, we had no warning. So um, it was, uh, the weather term is, I believe, called Direcco. And it's um, basically, yeah, just a giant storm with hurricane speed winds. Um, Some parts in Iowa got hit with over 100 miles per hour. Um, 300,000 homes were out of electricity on Monday. Uh, I've seen uh, numbers around 80 to 100,000 are still out. Um, Cell coverage is very spotty here. Um, It's terribly hot and humid. No air conditioning, no end in sight on when people are gonna get their electric back. Um, People are throwing away food. There's been a a environmental spill of milk um, from grocery stores purging their spoiled food in some of the creeks here. Um, There's just all sorts of shit going down. There's trees and power lines down everywhere. Now in the Midwest, if you're not from here, we're very nonchalant about thunderstorms, tornadoes. Like the joke is when the sirens go off, we go outside. We don't go to the basement. Like we go outside to watch it come in because we're just so used to these storms and we're very diligent about cleaning up and we just move on with our lives, pick up the pieces. Um, But this was pretty devastating and the mainstream media isn't really covering it. I heard that the Weather Channel barely mentioned it and it's quite the weather phenomenon to happen. In the middle of the country Um, a lot of people are getting a little spiteful that uh, the mainstream media only cares about us during the caucus but not when something uh, like a natural disaster or typically we're we're flooding during this time of year is the the biggest natural disaster we have so uh, yeah that's uh, that's very interesting interesting.
0: that's crazy I didn't know that that happened I'm glad that you brought it up because like you said the mainstream media doesn't cover these kinds of things I don't know. I mean, I just think that natural disasters, I mean, we're going through a pandemic. So just to be fair, do you think that that could have a lot to do with it? Or do you think that the media is just going well, through it certainly again? certainly why annoying. it's
1: more devastating in this region is, that, I mean, everybody's just starting to get back up on their feet and attempt to sort of reopen their businesses or just try to start to resume some sort of normalcy. A lot of people are still without jobs. Um, people are trying to decide whether or not their kids should go to school. And then we get hit with this massive uh, devastating storm that um, really we had no way to prepare for. And uh, now there are storms coming tonight that are supposed to have very high winds. And they are actually warning people about the projectile debris of all these trees laying around and what that could actually create more damage from. So could wow. be an interesting night.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, I mean, that is very, very crazy, right? Um, does anybody want to jump in on that before we get going here with the first topic?
2: Well, I just want to say it's a good thing they're remaking the movie Twister. Perhaps they can incorporate the almighty Direco in the, uh, in the uh, final
3: script.
1: It's the boss of Twister is the Dorekko now.
3: Nature, nature's getting ready for Kamala Harris. That's what's happening. Oh, shit. <laughs> just,
4: just Hurricane just, Kamala's
3: coming oh, through. She gets oh. to it. Also, I love the, the use of purging, and what, what else did you say? Projectile. I, I was like, that's a good use of There
1: were actually two-by-fours that went through houses as if they were, like, knives oh, stabbed through drywall.
2: awesome.
1: Pretty terrifying. Did,
2: did, uh, did Representative Steve King die?
1: Uh, no. not, not that anyone's reported yet.
2: That's, right, let's keep our fingers crossed.
1: Right. Maybe he's under a pile of rubble.
0: <laughs> In a video game, of course, right, Dak? In a video game.
2: No, like, actually, his decapitated head on the planes would be... And
0: on that note, we're we're moving on to our first topic and our first bout here. So, the first topic is going to be Trump's comeback. Um, You can vote below, actually. So, we're trying this out. We'll see if it works or not. Maybe we'll just all vote against each other. That'll be fine, too. But um, down in the description below, you can find a link to each one of these bouts, these kind of debate matches, We're pinning our guests against each other sort of to defend and combat certain points So let's go ahead and get started. The first one is going to be about Donald Trump So all the analysts everybody is kind of believing in these polls, right? We saw that in 2016 They were kind of off, but they weren't, you know, I think that drastically off from the popular vote So let me bring in the first panelist. Let me make sure I have the right lineup so going up first is da, 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 Franco and Christy. So uh Franco, um or actually Dak wanted – it. Dak, you feel more comfortable with this one. So I think we'll switch those roles. Ooh. So we'll 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 do that. Dak versus Christy, okay? So we'll replace Dak <laughs> and Franco here. All right. So Dak, what I'd like you to do is uh talk to people about why you think Trump is Poised to win this election, everything seems to point otherwise, but you can take that, you know, that narrative, mm-hmm. and then uh, Christy can respond to your points. Sort of, okay. Christy, I know it'll be hard, but you know, trying to defend or play devil's advocate for a more liberal position on this. All right, go ahead, yeah. Dak, hit us with your best shot.
2: Yeah, more liberal. Um, well, the thing is, I actually don't believe that Trump is going to win, but if he does win, why will that be? The reason is because, Joe, it's not because of what the progressive echo chamber tells you, which is that the American people just want a real hardcore socialist in the White House. The American people are still dumb enough and gullible enough to believe that socialism is a form of domestic terrorism. Um, The reason why Trump would win is because Joe Biden is billed as Barack Obama's third term, and that is exactly what the Democrats tried to sell us in 2016. The problem is that there wasn't this glorious experience of the obama era to which people can make homage uh the obama era was extremely disappointing to anybody who's being honest and it was devastating to a lot of people um whose voices are not being heard so if donald trump wins it's because what joe biden is selling joe biden is this atavistic figure in a time when people are desperate for something innovative and novel and so that will be joe biden's greatest hindrance but again i am starting to believe that joe biden will win this election i don't believe it's going to be in a landslide but i think trump is a lot more vulnerable than progressives want to believe
0: all right uh christy go ahead and uh give us your thoughts on what dak said and kind of your opener for uh voting against trump or or at least uh, arguing that there's no chance for Trump at this point?
1: Well, I think the uh, collective memory of the Obama years is very golden in the American people's mind. Um, I think everybody believes everything bad happened as soon as Trump came into office, and so they want to get back to those Obama years, and Joe Biden is the only way. Um, I think Russiagate is still alive and well, And Kamala Harris is gonna probably bring that back up as she was you know, someone who talked about that. I also think COVID is gonna play a big part. And I really think the fear that has uh, perpetuated people into feeling that there needs to be a lockdown, we all need to wear masks, and we need to be hiding in our homes for six to eight months, I think that is going to throw their support behind somebody other than Trump.
0: All right. So um, I guess as the moderator here, I'll ask certain questions. Dak had uh, brought up a couple of points. So I'll start with you, Dak. Um, I feel like the American, I mean, Christy makes some good points. Do you feel like the American people are just fed up with Trump? There's polling that suggests that around uh, a majority, right, more than 50 percent are basically voting for Biden because he's not Trump. What, from your perspective, why is that? nothing to worry about as far as from the trumps campaigns you know strategy to win
2: well it is something they need to worry about because an independent the independents who are nothing but the most intellectually lazy among us um the independents are going to look at this and say we really don't need another 4 years of this being donald trump's malignant incompetence um but the reason why people would prefer to allow Trump to handle the reins is for the same reason that they prefer to allow Bush to maintain control of the reins in 2004 is that there is this real profound timidity among the American people that prevents them from trying something new. Once they've settled on the a certain direction for a task, they have to pursue that even to its apocalyptic end. And so in the case of Donald Trump, They might say that refusing to stay the course could bring about an even more lethal form of destruction. That's completely idiotic, of course. But then again, we're talking about the American people. We're talking about Trump voters. um, We're not exactly talking about and a sophisticated, nuanced culture of reasonable human beings. So don't ever underestimate the stupidity of the American people. And it could also be a biological thing. It could be that perhaps Americans recognize that they are bringing about the demise of the human race through their lethal narcissism. And so the biological instinct is to accelerate that and to bring us towards our destruction and to end the species once and for all. Right, but um, is that, that what
0: people be... are doing by voting? I mean, is that what they're, yes. is, what are they signaling? Absolutely.
2: Uh, they're, they're signaling that they still believe in the system, which is the strongest evidence I can find that the species needs to be replaced. I mean, picture if the human race died off and mm-hmm. a species of
0: intelligent sharks. We're, we're a bit sharks. far off from the point. No, no, but... no,
2: we're not. A species of intelligent sharks took over. Maybe that's Mother Nature's intention, and maybe that's why <laughs> Mother Nature will guide us to vote for Trump in November.
0: Yeah, Jeff, I wouldn't laugh that off too much. There are some articles I saw that, uh, you know, the, the sharks are starting to figure out how to get back to the water when they come on shore. So, Dak, you <laughs> might be onto that in a couple thousand years. But when back are they going to this to the 21st. Shore.
5: Yeah, that's one step away from taking
0: over the world. (laughs) They can't
2: manage it any worse than we have. Give
0: them a shot. Right, Christy. Outside of a a shark people takeover, um, you know, I feel like the American people are just kind of. Honestly, like, I I think a lot of people think very narrow mindedly, not to say that it's a bad thing, but there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, Can you just articulate to us? What, like, what right now, what the race looks like is like Biden's going to win. There's a lot of, uh, I guess, wind in his sail. But um, if you had to just kind of, you know, get out an establishment defense for, you know, Biden winning being a good one, what would it be?
1: Um, I, th- I think everything that Trump stands for is what the establishment wants to prove that Biden won't be. Um, I mean, we're. I don't know. I, I I sort of struggle to find out what Biden is standing for, other than hey, remember Barack Obama and how good things were? Yeah, we're gonna get back to that. So I I struggle on this one to really to point out what is gonna be so great about Biden. But let's let's
0: let's take I mean, an example
3: of
1: Pierce might might be able to help me on this one.
3: Yeah, because yeah, I actually agreed with something that Christie said prior, um, or I think that you were alluding to where the american people at least a certain you know section of the american people they might feel like we live in such tumultuous times that i think like the button that feels like the change button is biden where it's like if you're voting for trump you want things to continue like psychologically speaking i'm not saying like people that have thought about policy and all these all these things like I think that if people feel that the times they live in are tumultuous enough they might just pull the trigger on Biden like I I agree with Dak I think that it is not out of the realm of possibility in fact it might be likely that Biden wins Um, a last thing that I wanted to say without the hyperbole that uh, Dak put on because I thought like I mean it's a funny spin but I don't think that the American people are like trying to be stupid like I think we have to remember the system that we're all in and contextualize like the reason why we're getting this outcome of Trump versus Biden in the first place, like that's the same system that has shaped the minds of the American people. So we're kind of um we're kind of already on the surfboard and the wave's already coming. and like regardless of how well we know how to surf, that wave that's coming is really big and but it's like the the wave's not going to change uh, if that makes any sense to No, yeah, that's out.
0: good. and I think that you know, I agree with what you and and Christy are saying. The problem is, I think, that a lot of people are, are just taking into account specifically Trump's record thus far in his administration and Biden and I guess what they remember of Biden, right? That seems to be kind of the logical mindset that your average American is walking in to the voting booth with. The The concept of what this process and the system and you know, all of these corruptive they are, I think they're aware of it, so I think that speaks to what you were saying, Pierce, that they're not just stupid. I mean, we're, you know, you. it's very dismissive well, to say are. that of the American people when they're the number one uh, country in, in all kinds of sorts of things, innovation. Like so it's kind of dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you I respond see. to that. That's but, um, Christy, wrong, did, you, did you have any other oh. point uh, before um, I'll give Dak the last word on this kind of back and forth? I mean,
1: Biden, Biden's record and, and his historic actions in office are really—I mean, this is probably the best time for him to run because people's hatred for Trump is so— Encompassing like his record, he really almost doesn't even have to defend, at least not thus far, because people are willing to excuse that he helped put the Patriot Act together. You know, people are willing to excuse his running mate's um, prosecution record, just because as long as it's anybody but Trump. Yeah. And so, really, it's the perfect time to put somebody like dopey Joe Biden up there, because everybody's just excusing away his his uh, moral failings through his
0: political career. Right. So before I give it over to Dak, let me ask you one more question, uh, Christy. So do you think that uh, Biden, he's kind of riding this anti-Trump wave then? Is that, can you, would that be a fair simplification? Yes. It yes I would, yeah. I would and, it, so. and like you said, I mean, it's kind of amazing that it, it's all coincidentally stacking up, right? The COVID, uh, this depression on, on, you know, what is it, what is it, uh, oncoming? on looming, looming, this looming depression. But, Dak, go ahead, uh, what, what do you think? What's, what's your final word against uh, what we've been saying for Biden? Why, why is no, Trump going to make a comeback? But put it into I, I, the t- context of Trump, what he's going to do. I don't think Trump is going to make a comeback. You forced me to play
2: this role that I didn't want to play. Listen, this is what I want to say. Christie was saying that the American people are going to look past Joe Biden being involved in the Patriot Act. The American people don't know that Biden was involved in the Patriot Act. The American people don't know what the Patriot Act is. They don't know about Kamala Harris's record. They don't know who Kamala Harris is. They don't know if Tulsi Gabbard is... The average person doesn't know if Tulsi Gabbard is a male or a female or a fictional character. The American people are so incredibly stupid, it's not even funny.
0: And, And so, of course they could vote for Joe Biden. Don't put anything past them. They already voted for Trump right so you just seem to have lost all hope in the system right
2: I never had any hope in it <laughs> <laughs> well as a like, how many how many times do I have to come on your show before you start to get it like where <laughs> I come from with this like like I mean like like it's like yeah I mean I, I just don't know like where the mystery is.
0: Here. well there's no <laughs> mystery for sure I mean you know just That's based crazy. off the t-shirt you're wearing it's definitely like a retro synthy you know, but that comes out of the cartoon culture of America, this imperialistic, you know, cult- colonizing culture you're part of that you're taking away from artistically to represent your narratives against this system which cultivated your childhood and everything that kind of embodies
5: who, Dak,
0: or whoever, shit. us, whoever is. But you know, um, I don't want to get dragged into a rabbit years. hole too, yeah, what, too far deep what? into it. It's very interesting, but... We should definitely move on.
2: Um, let, let, let Franco and Jeff talk.
0: Yeah, actually, that's our next bout. So, I mean, I don't know how much we got accomplished on that Trump comeback. I guess, I guess
3: Trump's. So no, we accomplished a lot.
0: Oh, definitely. But I guess, I guess, I guess. Look, the general consensus I think was that Trump's pretty screwed right now. I mean, both Dak and Christie aren't going to argue he's going to be able to make a comeback. So, if anything, that could be the takeaway from there. It seems that way anyways. (laughs) All right, so Pierce and Jeff, uh, are you guys all all ready to go for this next topic? uh, We're talking about the schools opening and closing. Actually, Pierce, Franco had mentioned that he might wanna uh, take a position on this. What what do you think, Franco?
4: Yeah, so um, who's arguing that schools shouldn't reopen? Because I'm saying that we should do what the science says and the science says it's, you know, it's not likely for kids to be affected by this virus. So I'm taking that position.
0: Yeah, I have you up against Jeff. Jeff, you want to take the counter position? Sure. All right, gentlemen. Let's do this. I'll give Franco. Franco, you've got a minute. Just kind of state the position on schools um, and and, and where you're coming from and take that, you know. Go ahead.
4: All right. so. Um, According to the Swiss policy research, which puts together a whole bunch of reliable studies. you got got data. Yeah, so what they say is that um, at no time was there a medical reason for the closure of schools as the risk of disease and transmission in children is extremely low. There is also no medical reason for small classes, uh, mass or social distancing rules in school. And we can look at those uh, research studies if you in more detail, if you guys would like, um, and in, adi- in addition, a British study found that up to 60 percent of children and adolescents and about 6 percent of adults already have cross-reactive antibodies against the new coronavirus, which were created by contact with previous coronaviruses. There's been other coronaviruses in the past that we've gained antibodies against to make us resistance against this current one so this is probably another important aspect in explaining the very low rate of disease in children and adolescents um so this goes into more detail with with children in schools it has been known since march at the risk uh, that the risk of disease and transmission in children is minimal in the case of COVID-19 The main reason for this is probably a pre-existing immunity due to frequent contact with previous coronaviruses. Again, uh, there was and is therefore no medical reason for the closure of primary schools, kindergartens and daycare centers for special protective measures in schools. So just for more detail here, they say tracing pioneer uh, Iceland found not a single case where a a child under 10 infected their parent. Uh, A joint report from Sweden without primary school closure and Finland with primary school closure concluded that there was no difference in infection rates among children in the two uh, countries. In the U.S., three times more children up to 14 years of age have died of influenza than of COVID-19, 101 versus 31, since the beginning of the year, according to the CDC. In Canadian study found that most of the children with Kowalski-like inflammatory symptoms had no corona infection at all The disease in children right. is very very rare So that's just some facts there that we can list off and then uh,
0: you know, we can look at some
4: more Points there in more detail um, Later on.
0: All right, so go ahead and yeah, um Let's let uh, Jeff go ahead Jeff Okay
5: um... Well, actually, uh, I don't, I have it on a different computer, so I can't put it on the screen right now without fiddling with trying to find the article. But, um, uh, I just recently came across an article that found or, or, you know, research found that there are, um, about 300,000 out of the 5 million known infections in the United States are school aged children. Um, And nearly 100,000 children have tested positive for COVID-19 just within, uh, the last couple of weeks of July. So the cases are increasing rapidly in children. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's conflicting data on this, but, uh, you know, what I've been reading lately is, uh, yeah, of course, children can infect other people. Um, and, uh, you know, that's inevitable. And of course, uh, if they infect somebody who's older, then the odds are fairly good that they're going to get really sick from it and perhaps die, of course, much higher than uh, the odds of children uh, doing so. Um, And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we don't want to see schools closed. Obviously, in addition to Uh, kids losing out on their education because, you know, uh, educators haven't uh, really at that level anyway, figured out how to make online education work very well. And uh, perhaps it can't work very well for uh, younger kids anyway. Um, So, you know, they would be better off in the classroom. And obviously, it creates a big headache for working parents. Um, So it would be nice if we could send kids to school. Um, you know, as soon as possible. But with the rate of infection that we have right now, yep. now doesn't seem like a very good time to do that. All and, right, uh, okay, um, just one more point. Go ahead. Um, we wouldn't have to do it for very long. You know, A month or two months is all it took for uh, many
0: countries to control the virus with strict measures. You know, right. So we wouldn't so, have to do it for the me... whole school year. Let me ask uh, Franco, let me ask you a question, and this goes to both of you so you guys can have some time real quick to answer this question. Um, A lot of progressives point to Sweden for a lot of their modeling when it comes to Medicare systems and other socialized systems. So when it comes to how the COVID situation has impacted schooling, it's interesting they haven't really looked toward those Nordic countries because a lot of them kept their schools open and a lot of their infection rates you know are very low with students um as well obviously you know nobody wants to see that happening but franco what yeah. uh what do you take away from that do you think that this issue has been politicized i guess that's the question do you think the issue of opening and or keeping schools closed has been politicized and if so it how
4: it definitely has been politicized i mean it's all the the democrats and people who consider themselves on the left like even progressives are saying that we shouldn't open schools. Um, They're saying that um, for a long time, they were saying that hydroxychloroquine was not an efficient drug to use, even though there's a lot of evidence that shows if used the right way, hydroxychloroquine can be really effective at combating uh, the coronavirus. So if people aren't even looking at the evidence, I'm not saying that this is Jeff um, He talks about how he's, he looked at articles, but other people are just saying things that they hear people on their side saying, and they're not even looking at like like what you just mentioned. I don't think they're looking at the Swedish studies or, or these other Nordic studies and how they've been handling this because it doesn't serve their confirmation bias.
0: Go ahead, Jeff, respond. If you have a, a, um, a response for that.
5: Well, uh, well, just to respond to what, You said Israel, uh, I think that's, if I remember correctly, Sweden was the only Nordic country where they kept the schools
0: open. Uh, Have you guys heard any differently? That's what I heard. Um, I'm pretty sure, I want to say Norway, a couple other places have kept their schools open. I believe maybe South Korea, but I I can't say with certainty. Sweden Sweden
4: did not, and Finland uh, did keep their schools closed. But like what I mentioned in the Swiss policy research, they found no significant difference in infection rates among children in those two countries.
0: Um,
5: one, uh, one thing I wanted to mention: uh, the local university here, Indiana University, uh, is opening back up. But uh, you know, if you were gonna open schools, I think they're going about it in. You know, the right way, the best way possible. They're testing every single student who comes back to campus. Um, if they test positive, they get immediately sent into quarantine. There's like a separate quarantine dorm set aside. Uh, they're doing random sample testing uh, every uh, week or two, I think, to get a, get a good idea of what the infection rate is and whether the measures they're taking are effective. They're um, you know, having people wear masks in the classroom and, uh, Um, you know, doing many other things that I think you need to do uh, as long as we have a high rate of infection in the population in order to uh, make uh, that situation relatively safe. Um, And, of course, even if um, they weren't going to university, you know, they might be in other situations where they would be at risk of getting infected. So, I mean, I don't know that necessarily at, at least um you know in that situation where they're not you know sitting in the same classroom with a whole bunch of other kids for an entire day um that, that may not necessarily be any more risky than what they would be doing if they were you know at home so I don't know.
0: Well, are you at? Are you, yeah, asking, are you asking? One of us? Or? Yeah. Uh, sorry, my <laughs> mic was muted. Uh, you know, thus happens when you're live. Technical difficulties. But uh, yeah. I was asking Franco that with the Black Lives Matter protest, this is an issue, right? Where uh, this hypocrisy thing comes into play, where we can have mass gatherings but we can't have school. Um, isn't this just handing over in a uh, on a silver platter, Franco? these markets education and these important vital social infrastructure industries to private sector saying hey we'll you know we'll teach your kids e-learning is a big you know uh uh predatory kind of industry what do you make of right. that pierce i'm right. gonna throw you in here i'm just gonna let franco go respond to that question and then i'll let you speak and then jeff you can have the last word
4: so uh... Obviously, a lot of people that are in these, these Black Lives Matter protests are on the left. Um, I think that they think they, they're just willing to say, like, F it, we're going to go out there and protest because this is a much more important cause that they're willing to ignore their other biases about the virus and about how that about how we need to be social distancing and all that. But I think that they're making excuses when they go out there, saying that we're going to social distance while we're out there. But at the same time, if you look at the research, um, you're less likely to get the virus while you're outside than while you're inside. Um, so, and then there's there's also like in the in the U.S., it's the summer right now. The virus doesn't do well in hot weather. But I don't think a lot of these people out there protesting are looking at that. But it's just stuff that I'm pointing out here. Um, you know that they're not seeing. Uh, so there, there might be some biases there that makes them want to like not even like think too much about the dangers of the virus while they're out there protesting.
0: All right, Pier, uh, Pierce, go ahead and make your statement.
3: Yeah, Israel, I thought you brought up an interesting point about <clears throat> the hypocrisy of that you can go and protest in mass gatherings where a lot of these people, I mean, some will wear masks, some won't, uh, but some are also kind of worried about uh, police brutality towards protesters. Um, So that was a thing that I think we were hearing more about before instead of now, although there are still, I guess, protests occurring where people think the police are the ones being aggressive towards the protesters as opposed to the opposite. Um, The reason for the protests, though, are because these protesters, the American people, even the ones that lash out violently and commit crimes, they feel that their nation sucks and doesn't care about them. We could have all just locked down. Like when, remember when we did that like half-ass lockdown about two three maybe three and a half months ago yeah yeah <laughs> that would have been a that would have been a good time to lock everyone down and give everyone like a decent UBI for maybe three months straight and you know do you what's what what's the way of putting this like would you actually need a school if. You are good with your kids, and like you guys don't have to go out, so you can just take care of them, but the economic side is taken care of you, you see what I'm trying to say, like yeah, but like, that
0: puts that puts unfortunately, that puts the American people in a vulnerable position where they're reliant on a government that's basically a duopoly that is strife with by uh with partisanship and gets nowhere. I mean, they're going on vacation yeah. during a pandemic. So this is I think the frustration socialists haven't addressed when let me, confronting this. Just, but, yeah. Um, just to my points. Real quick, uh, real, real and then quick. Jeff can have the last word on schools.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll try to um, be quick. Uh, what's the way of putting this? I'm seeing with, like, our hesitance to open schools, kind of, like, I feel like we're dealing with the problem on the back end. Like, we, what I was trying to bring up with the fact that we didn't do a sufficient lockdown and give people UBI And the reason that people are protesting is because they feel like their nation doesn't care about them. I I feel like we're solving problems, like, on the back end is basically what I'm trying to say. But it kind of speaks to what America is. Uh, Dak was talking about the obesity rate. If we're actually worried about Americans' health, we should worry about, like, you know, about them when they're kids. And, you know, going outside is healthy for kids' growth. It's healthy to get sun. And you have a country where a third of Americans are obese or pre-diabetic. And we're not even focusing on the immunity factors of adults we're not telling them to get Sun supplement vitamin D we're not telling everyone to stop eating sugar so like you have to actually wonder (laughs) if America actually cares about Americans health when both uh, at a young age but also in adulthood we don't actually seem to really care about the livelihood of the human form we don't take care of them with UBI we educate them more indoctrinate them, and, you know, we're getting the results that we deserve, I should say. The American people individually don't deserve this, but we're reaping what we've sown as a nation.
1: I just want to piggyback off of what Pierce said in that the things that make us healthy are interacting with each other and taking in bacteria from other people and being exposed to viruses and colds and flus and building up our immune system and if we continue to overly use hand sanitizer and sanitize our environment and keep our children in sterile i mean sterile environments as children it will weaken their immune systems and ultimately weaken them as they become adults the longer they are like that so we are you know we have no idea what the long-term uh possibilities are for doing this to our children and, and masking them up masking their teachers yeah. putting them in plexiglass cubes in order to go to school
4: yeah and that's a sensitive age for them yeah. to develop their their microbiome Yes, and, like there's studies that show how like not being exposed to certain parasites and certain other germs at an early age makes you more susceptible to allergies. And there's this one doctor in like South Africa where he like
0: all right, let's give Jeff the last people, like, word, but it, go ahead, finish your thought.
4: Yeah, like he gives people like an injection or like a uh, like like a a shot of like parasites and stuff. So and then people after they took that, it caused their allergies to go away. Like people who have like so many allergies. I
0: think Franco's going to have to drop that in the chat, man. That's very interesting. Um, Jeff, go ahead and give us your last word. Um, If you want to chime in on what everybody said, go ahead. But I did want to ask you from that position that you're kind of taking, when when would it be okay for kids to go back to school and teach us? Because this virus seems like we're going to have to live with it. Well,
5: it I mean it depends on how we do. Like uh Pierce was saying, we had a pretty half assed uh, lockdown in uh you know, late March and uh you know, through uh you know, early May. Uh so uh, we only got to uh daily new infection rate or known infection rate to about twenty thousand per day, which is way higher than anybody else. Um but so you know, it it depends on what we do. Um but uh you know, just to respond to uh, what Christy and Franco were just saying, you know, again, we're not talking about a long-term thing. We're not talking about a sterile environment for people's entire fucking childhood. We're talking about, you know, at most a few months still. You know, hopefully there will be some kind of uh, vaccine that will uh, greatly reduce the rate of infect- infections and the risk. Um, but, uh, um, gosh, I'm trying to... Uh, i was going to respond to something piggyback off of something pierce said but i can't remember what i've got a
2: question and it needs to be asked immediately israel what is up with this gypsy that dances at the bottom of the screen i'm looking at her right now i don't know (laughs) if she's one of jeffrey epstein's runaways
0: or that's exactly it that's exactly what what
2: is she <laughs> like i mean am i supposed to watch her or the live stream like i mean there's only so well many... don't get
0: jealous now okay <laughs> i don't know what so
3: many bottles i don't owl, know what she did to just, upset you is, let's put not, let's put that wait can i can i offer a solution let's put that hey in the she's a proletariat earning
0: it. her living okay she's earning her oh, her God. shekels what well, is her name
3: fighting? Why can't we put kids outside and just make them <laughs> dig holes and play with nature, I don't know. But do they have to be in a classroom learning about civics go. and if they they aid, like they're not gonna remember anything. Like, just I don't no, know. No, school
2: man. is a fucking joke. I
3: totally.
1: mean, kids look, kids I kids to do I, online I, learning I, I, for eight I, hours a day in front of a screen, and then they want kids to be masked up. Kids don't keep masks on. Kids barely wear shoes and socks. They're not gonna keep a goddamn mask on for eight hours while they can't understand yeah. their teacher who is in a fucking spacesuit. We, we like, have a hard enough time, time keeping
0: adults. with keep We have a hard enough time with adults on that.
2: How come I wasn't asked for my opinion on schools? Can you know, I finish my point, please? Teach
0: them how to shoot a bow. Yeah, go
5: arrow.
3: ahead, Jeff. Go yeah. ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Shoot, shoot a, a bow the arrow.
5: Actually, well, a couple of last things. Um, one, Colly uh, yeah, uh, uh, and I are uh, in the process of uh, doing some research on uh, just uh, the nature of different cultures around the world and how. Uh, societies have reacted to uh, the coronavirus. And basically what we're finding is that, uh, okay, for example, the United States is like a hyper-individualistic culture. Everybody for no, themselves. Say. There's not really close-knit communities. There's a sense of group solidarity no. uh, versus, say, Japan or uh, you know, some of those countries, uh, very collectivistic, very group-oriented uh, oh, people. No. <laughs> uh, you know, have in, a motivation to Asian take care of each yes. other. And so they have, uh, taken a lot more seriously doing the measures that, uh, need to be taken. Uh, and, you know, we found a very strong relationship between data on, uh, this, uh, cultural variable, collectivism versus individualism, and rates of infection. So, you know, okay. hopefully we can uh, publish that soon. And the other point I wanted to make is that, um, uh, well, I just wanted to reiterate uh, what I, I believe it was Franco said a, a little while ago that uh, you know the, the protests don't seem from the research that has been done to have put people very much at risk principally because they were outside I, mean, there, uh, I think the data I've seen are that there's like a 20 times lower probability of getting infected outside versus inside so anyway
0: all right so um, very good points I think very valid points i i just tend to agree more myself personally with you know school should reopen i know we're no matter when we reopen it we're gonna have cases we're gonna have kids spreading i mean kids you know they're pretty dirty they get germs all over themselves that's gonna happen regardless if we open it now in in uh august or you know a year from now <laughs> what i don't understand where they're coming from but all right uh this next one i instead of doing it instead of doing it me versus Dak because the 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 oh god the battle was me versus <laughs> Dak on progressives reforming the Democratic Party is it working or is it oh, not working? So god,
3: can I lead a Here, yep, wait something. a minute?
0: What's all this groaning? What's going on?
3: I don't want to talk about the, the Democratic Party, kind of. I know. No, it's fine. Look,
0: hell. I'm going to frame it in a very philosophical, you oh, know, uh, I,
3: I can't sure. wait. Go right sure, ahead, please. Sure, but I want to lead this segment instead of just reacting Socrates like kind of on the, very, very I, no,
2: I, no, 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 no. No, Pierce, stop it. Israel, I want to hear your philosophical framing. Please go right, okay. ahead. Let's go do right ahead. Let's do this.
0: Yeah, go right ahead. All right. So... Yeah, we saw a lot of progressive wins, a lot of progressive victories with Cori Bush and some other people. Um, Actually, hold on. Let me. I'm going to name this lady Rachel and I'm going to get rid of her since it bothers Dak so much.
2: No, I haven't been looking at her for a while. It's just like, I mean, is this a porno drive in in 1975? (laughs) Or is this like, I mean, seriously, it's just like. Well, as a liberal who
0: adheres to advertising 101, I have to, you know. She's allowed to speak. She gets no yeah. voice. All right, that's in her contract. This, this one dancing. Um... Okay. Her name, her name girl, should be
3: Ghislaine, not, uh, not Rachel. How yeah, Rachel no,
0: comrade be? Rachel. Rachel. No, don't, don't call Rachel her. Opinion.
2: Don't, don't call her Rachel, because I have a Zionist friend named Rachel, and then that's going to interfere with my like. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> Zion. Um, okay um
3: yeah anyway so, israel what were you is, saying yeah, please go ahead
0: ahead. Go ahead. right 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 okay so um well let me ask you this Dak. do you think uh do you come from a moral position do you think that uh the world should basically be a better place let's start there
2: yes can't get much worse so yes i think it should
0: be a better place all right so any small measure that works towards that are you for or against it I'm
2: for improvement.
0: Okay. Now, let's fast forward. Do you think the Democratic Party is improvement, yes or no? No. And the Republican Party? No. So what is your solution if not voting for Biden? I'm literally giving you the floor so you can hit yeah. us with, like, okay. right. or, so here's, or here's, here's
2: Here's what I think. Here's what I honestly think about the Republican and Democratic parties. Okay. (sighs) I'm gonna give you a little anecdote. (laughs) Oh god. Earlier this week, I had to go to the hospital, right? (laughs) I had to get a testicular ultrasound. And what happened was this lady put this device up against my testicles for about 30 minutes and scanned my testicles to see if there was cancer in them, okay? This is a true story. Uh right. Those two testicles are the Republican and Democratic Party. Like, if there's cancer in one, it ain't going to be good news for the other, all right? So basically, I don't want to get my balls chopped off. And that's what both parties are offering me, OK? So I don't really have a whole lot of complimentary things to say about either one. Um, so. If you're giving me this false dichotomy. No, I'm letting you
0: like, set up the dichotomy. That's the that's the thing.
2: Right. So if you're giving me the choice between left testicular cancer or right testicular cancer, I would rather be cancer-free. So like if we could eliminate the cancers that are the Republican and Democratic parties, that would be a good start.
0: Yeah, yeah, but and that's it's interesting that you point that out because everything has a start to it. So as a man who believes in a better world, in a world that seems blinded, what does, what that I just don't understand what I'm arguing against. Like Dak the person, I'm telling him that voting for Joe Biden unequivocally will be better from a progressive lens than voting what, what is, for Donald what, Trump. What, what, is, what is better hey, if, about
3: it? Hey Dak, hey Dak, can you tag me in so I can finally lead a segment and talk today? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, let me I, respond. I, I, let me respond to okay. that. What you just asked. So, okay. what's better from a progressive? Now, I should say that I'm obviously doing this from a devil's advocacy advocacy position, uh, and I, I, I hope think that's so. the well. well I, I gotta say this, and also, um I don't really agree with a lot of progressivism. But from a progressive standpoint, if you understand definitionally what it means, Joe Biden would be a progressive candidate, and if anything, at worst. If you wanna go full-blown like uh, oh, you know, either way it's the worst, okay. But at least this less worse is more prone to pressure from yourself and from organizations that represent values you like because they know that you're part of their voting block. So instead of giving up on that, why not fight from within What is your problem with that, Dak? Uh, My problem with it is
2: the same exact problem that Pierce is going to say, and that's my segue.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Pierce, go ahead. Thank
2: you
3: so much. Thank you so much. All right, so.
0: This should have been been me versus Pierce then.
3: It really should have. Um, So what are we actually doing when we do these videos, where whenever we're talking about the electoral process, which I think there's like this like illusion that the only way that things get done is through the electoral process. Like, Americans, you have to face it, for the next four years at least, nothing is going to change because your choices are Biden or Trump. Nothing is going to change. Okay, let's take
0: one one at a time. No, I have to push back. I have to push back on your issue with electoral process.
3: No, no, I just started talking. At least give me a few more sentences. All right, so (laughs) I –
0: We're going to get back to that.
3: there are things that you can do outside the electoral process. I'm not going to draw that out. I'm just going to say it again so that our audience can like, you know, ingrain that in your head. There are things that you can do outside the electoral process. So I asked you, what are we doing when we talk about elections and political personalities, like talking about AOC or talking about Tom Cotton? We're kind of just taking a spin on what mainstream media is doing anyways, but I think that's something that we can do Helpfully do with independent media is actually try to unplug people and kind of try to get them to see that the world that they live in and the news, like industrial complex and the stuff that's happening in America. I guess I should say it's like what's a way of putting this?
0: It's a progressive we have this... movement. You're watching a progressive movement in America happening,
3: but it, it just it feels like we're just telling people. The Sorry, only you don't way to... like it,
0: and it's not to your specification.
3: It's not about what I want um, in particular. I- I'm saying it's like we're telling Americans that the only way that they're going to get a better country is by voting. But then you give them this false choice, but you tell them that voting is the only important thing as it relates to change. So you see what I'm saying? It's like you're telling people that they have a choice, but the you know the electoral process itself is not the only avenue. So if you exactly. – oh, you-
0: Okay, let's take it, three points you made. You've you've made three points I wanna push back against.
3: The last thing, the one last sentence. If you tell me this is the only thing that you can do for change, but you only give me two choices in that system, but both of those choices are the same, and then you kind of exclude all those other possibilities. No one's
0: excluding them, they just suck.
3: You you yourself said, you were like, well, for um, continuing improvement, we have the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, but like that is like the choice that I'm disagreeing exists. I, I think that you can do other things outside of just voting, like us- Except at- I'm,
0: an- I'm, a- I'm, you know, as-
3: People out of the matrix. Okay, that's of, like,
0: fine. If other people want to get on here and talk about the Green Party, then they can. That's the beauty of this freedom that's, that we have that is that, 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 that the media focuses on the Democratic Party and the Republican Party because they are the leading parties. They're the ones leading. So of course, the media is going to pay attention to them. All right? It's not up to journalists, it's not up to the media to go to the left, far-end spectrum and give them attention. Oh, Mr. Socialist, you need attention. Let me write an op-ed piece. You have to earn it. All right, In the system, you have to earn it. So this idea,
4: idea... Democratically, they got there because of oligarchy, not because of democracy. Yeah, that's I, I don't even know their response.
0: Right but they voted, the, the oligarchy got voted in through legislative and democratic processes.
3: I mean, so they can be undone through so they can can be undone
0: through the same system. If they were produced by the same system, they can be undone by the same system.
2: So you can cure cancer by smoking cigarettes.
0: Oh right, yeah, that's such that's not a straw man at all. That's not a. No, it's not. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Look, the American
3: people, you're not going to get any change, any substantial change from electoral politics for the next four years you're just not and like i think we should talk about other things like outside the democratic or republican well that's Party that's the,
0: the thing, thing though dak is that i want to uh, i want to i want to address the, you wanted the to the exactly here's our battle so get get let's do it because there's three points i'll, I'll let franco in on this as well but let me address the three points that uh pierce had brought up and then both of you can address them my responses the first point you said was basically dismissing electoral politics as saying that there are other things what other things exactly because the blm protesting uh street activism those things have been going on for now 60 plus days probably close to 80 days now since the death of george floyd and nothing substantial has gotten accomplished because you need to pressure the legislators who are the representatives so you're basically telling us that Electoral politics doesn't matter. You know what else is part of electoral politics? It's called, no, no, no. It's called direct action voting. The things that you put on the ballot, ballot initiatives. Ballot initiatives are a huge important part. And that's all part of the election cycle that comes up when the elections come up. So by default, it's an electoral issue. So that is a huge component and contributor to getting weed passed in Colorado. How can electoral politics in a representative democracy be dismissed just like oh well there's other things that we can do but those other things all lead back to electoral politics and politicians who are representatives it's it's all connected in that way so that's why that's why politics is so surrounded in electoral uh in the electoral dimension of things yeah the second thing i'll let uh, i know jeff i i I, I got you you i'll let you speak don't worry. I just uh, and then the second thing that you had brought up was you know the people inside who are like the AOCs and the squad figures and those kind of people right if they know that you you have no interest for them at all and it could be it could be a confrontational interest I can say okay yeah AOC is imperfect she's probably one of the worst but you know I'm going to support her when she does good things because she seems to be for Medicare for all but still gets scorned by the left because she uh, subscribes to the identity politics of the culture war. They, 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 because they, they, they go down to the very basic Americana thing of a response, which is, Oh, if she's not 100% on board, then she ain't with it. So I'm I mean, not going to mess it. with her. Basically,
3: with basically what you're working. saying Israel, is you have hope in the electoral process, within the next four years whereas like we differ i mean you don't even have to draw out your position anymore like we just disagree on this um like i i wasn't saying that electoral politics is just like you know from now moving forward for the next thousand years it can play like no helpful role i'm just saying like this election 2020 when we're talking about trump and biden sucks but when it comes to down ballot i mean would i want a marginally more leftist progressive kind of Congressman, you know school board commissioner et cetera, people that just want to take care of their community around them yeah of course i mean for sure i mean you can also do that in an unelected position like one of the things that i want to do when i grow up is be a pillar of my community find a good wife that also wants to do the same thing and like hell let's just like kind of you know like i mean i'll just yield my time you know like, no i think you I, brought
0: up I, a I, great uh, point about um you know people just wanting to you know simplify things a little bit better because that was the whole point about like, OK, well, you know, my, my whole thing is a, as a class reductionist, because if I'm going to take any label in the political, you know, out there, it would be a class reductionist. It's just like it all reduces down to class. And, uh, you know, from the class reductionist perspective, Biden is one thousand times friendlier to those causes. Then Trump is the only part where Trump. Israel, were you,
2: you asking me a question or what? Like
3: back, back, you, what does reductionism mean? I, I, I never remember what well, that well, word.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Israel.
3: Hold on, dad. A, Let Jeff, Jeff, go ahead and ago, make fair statement a statement because I'll finish learn,
0: my Jeff. thought and then, uh, but go ahead, Jeff, cause Jeff and Franco, and then I'll finish my thought and then we'll kick it over to Dak.
5: Okay. Well, as
0: far as,
5: uh, the Black Lives Matter protests not having accomplished anything, supposedly. I mean, wasn't it in your own state that uh, I forget what the term for it is? Uh, some sort of immunity that the uh, police departments have from uh, being held accountable when they you know, like injure people or what have you? is that hasn't that been uh, seriously challenged, if not overturned?
0: Um, and as far as okay, but um, but what is does Biden's uh, Biden? What does electing Biden have to do with a Colorado local issue? I, I as a... What was that uh, you were claiming that the Black Lives Matter
5: protests hadn't changed anything, but that's one example in your own state where they have. Um, And the other point I wanted to make was just uh, that, I mean, Biden's... Right, uh, but it was... ...throughout his career acted on the side of the ruling class, not the working class. He put through a bill making it harder to declare bankruptcy and took uh, student loan debt out of the picture as far as something that could be counted as part of that. I hey, understand, Jeff. So- I want to respond
0: to those two points you just made because the first point I would say that, look, what what whatever happens here in Colorado with the BLM protest, it happens legislatively. So the pressure, they put pressure on the uh representatives because we live in a representative democracy so the representative said you know the money is great and the uh uh investors are great but when i have a bunch of people pressuring me who are voters who have gotten to my electorate so my electorate may be retirees they may be you know people who worked for lockheed martin and retired at 20 years that is their constituents when it reaches them when People are organized enough to reach those folks and then, you know, the, the politicians like, holy crap, I'm at risk. Yes, Jeff, that's going to pressure them to cave into more um, empathetic legislation for Black Lives Matter, for as an example you brought up. But it's still representative to, uh, uh, politicians who have to pass that legislation, right? So electoral politics is important. And these progressive victories, you know, that we started talking about, they're important to show that what everybody's doing is working. We always focusing on all the bad things, but it all seems to be working. You just have to stop attacking your side because you have to understand that Republicans see Nancy Pelosi as if she was Dak's sister or, well, that's, that's not right. As if she was Dak's. Mother, yeah, that'd be more... What the fuck are Correct. you smoking, dude? Because Nancy Pelosi's just as left as DAC is to a Republican, you know, to somebody uh, okay. who, who wants to see more strictly conservative things happen. And that's fine because that's the position they're defending. So they understand it as a duh, whereas you socialists and comrades and communists and anarcho com whatever... All of those people see it as like, no, I have to hold to my moral values and principles and be against Nancy Pelosi because, you know, I'm more morally superior. Uh, It's just like supremacy of morality. Just
3: an anti-war leftist. Like, I'm I'm doing what I can in the system, dude.
4: (laughs) What makes you think that Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden are going to listen to progressives?
0: It's so not, not a matter of are uh, of them willingly going to listen to progressives. No politician is going saying. to willingly listen to anything. The problem is, okay, is that. Okay, but where it's does the pressure come from? Let's, let's comes, get a question pres- comes, to like Jeff to or
3: Christy. Stuff. Let's get a question to like Jeff or Christy, like a question that they can answer, because I think we're like kind of talking.
0: All right. Uh, cool. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's uh, Let's Let's go ahead and do that. Go ahead and uh, Christy, do you have anything to add to this? I know we've been kind of. Arguing back and forth on this.
1: No, not really. <laughs> I didn't know where I would begin. I just let you guys know so we
0: haven't got, all right, so we've, we've contributed nothing guys, but that's that's i got good.
2: something to you were gonna ask me a question like twenty minutes ago mm-hmm. and I had answers ready for your questions. Oh, oh okay. Uh, okay. well
0: yeah, all let right, me ask you a question, of, Dak. So okay. when it comes to Joe Biden versus Trump, right? With the people with the people who would come in under a Biden administration What what would you tell them as far as their like their efforts and saying look I know that you're like an AOC type and you're trying to come in and win And i've seen all of these AOC types and bernie types and yang types Support biden so you know, I would come in on that biden train if you vote for biden you're voting for me I'm an advocate of medicare for all but the DAC, you know, at the the guard at the at the at the at the door would say what? Like, why would you not let her into your coalition, DAC? What? Who? Who's the her? Uh, someone like Jennifer. What's her name? Oh no, actually, I wanted to show this on on the live stream. Uh, there's an old gentleman. Oh. I forget what his name is. But he's he's for Medicare for all. I'm just saying people who are for up for re-election, who would come oh, in Bernie with Biden, Sanders, who yeah, are more progressive.
2: Um, uh, well, people who are going to vote progressive, yeah, I'd let them into my camp. Um, Joe Biden, I would tell him to resign and let a person with principles take over. Um now earlier you were talking about um how the, first of all I just want to point out that Comrade Rachel is still shaking what her mama gave her. Uh um, yeah, she now, works hard. Uh, second secondly, um you were talking about how the Black Lives Matter protests haven't accomplished anything in sixty days. Well, this oligarchical system hasn't accomplished anything in two hundred and fifty years. Um <laughs> secondly I'll let that note segregated on. You were talking, about you, you, were of talking color. Of, you were talking about elections. What elections have we had since the protests began? We've had a few primaries, but we haven't had any general elections since then. So, if you want to talk about the impact of the Black Lives Matter protests on the elections, I'm afraid you have to wait another three months. Now, thirdly, you were talking—wait, about— why do we
0: have to wait another three months? Because, because the we elections had coming any up.
2: Elections. Yes, you're the one talking about how we, we haven't seen the Black Lives Matter protests have an impact on elections. We haven't had any general elections since they began. So you so agree we,
0: that general elections are uh, important to these I'm kinds of movements? You,
2: no, I, no, because of my last point I was going to make. You cited Colorado's legalization of weed as an example of the success of electoral politics. The legalization of weed in Colorado had nothing to do with elected officials or representative democracy. That was an example. No, it did not. That was an example of direct democracy.
0: Exactly. And that's what I had said. I literally said direct democracy. There was public
4: pressure before.
0: There's a
2: difference between direct democracy and representative democracy. It still has to be on the ballot. That's
0: what I was saying, that it's electoral politics because it has to be on the ballot for the election cycle.
2: I've done several interviews with Mike Gravel, the former Alaskan senator. Mike Gravel argues in his book, The Failure of Representative Democracy and the Solution, that we have to abolish the representative system and replace it with direct democracy. So when you talk about electoral politics— I'm sure another four
0: years of Trump will help us reach that goal, right? You're ignoring, you're ignoring what I just said, well, that a, representative kind
2: of democracy people. is not the solution. It is the problem. Get rid of the middleman and put it before the people, and then you Outside of
0: violent problems. revolution, the way to do that is within the existing system, because Bernie Sanders doesn't walk to Los Angeles. He has to take a plane to tell people in Los Angeles why this Green New Deal is beneficial for them and the planet, right? But because he has to take the plane. He— he has to use what's around him currently. So Biden, so Biden is just a tool for the progressive Biden movement to move their progressive agenda forward to get us closer to he a is. position where we can enact what Dak was just saying, Wait, which is to get rid of this representative I system. Question.
3: I have a question for Israel. Israel, why, like, electing Biden, doesn't that just revalidate, like, validate again neoliberalism and this back and forth between the Republican and Democrat Party? If you want a efficient or rather just a working Electoral political voting system. for Trump
0: would do the same thing, Pierce.
3: No, I think yes. That
0: voting is- for Trump would reinforce the system from the other side. No. you can't just Nobody's say that voting saying- for it Biden would do that, that and not voting for Trump it wouldn't.
3: Proves that neoliberalism doesn't work. It proves that neoliberalism. They both ne- represent ne- neoliberalism.
0: Those are points you guys bring up all the time. I don't.
3: I mean, I don't think in the minds of the average American people. I think like people like us that are talking. I mean, I I can see your point, but what I'm trying to say is it's like. If Joe Biden wins, we keep having this ping-ponging effect between a center-right party and a far-right party. And like, in my opinion, well, not even to put a left or right label on it, but if you want Medicare for all, UBI, money out of politics, the wars to end, by revalidating kind of the Democratic Party's kind of fake left-bound, like, oh, the left. It's leftists so hard the- for you
0: guys to do it. It's it's pressing a button. It's saying, yeah, I, I'd rather work in an environment under this horrible president joe biden but at least he doesn't suck up all the air out of the room and we're all freaking you know glued to our our screens talking about this one figure where you would get that with trump
3: i'm sorry to go on an exposition because i meant for you to answer my question why (laughs) like neoliberalism how is that not revalidated again in the future if joe biden is elected like why not just Honestly, let the the elect- the. because acceleration- regardless of
0: whether people vote for Biden or Trump It's going to have the same effect that you're accusing people voting for Biden to have so it doesn't it's oh, it doesn't I- matter I It doesn't matter just like I agree you guys it argue. It doesn't matter who's in Trump or Biden They're both equally Excellent. bad. It doesn't matter if I vote for Biden I still preserve the liberal establishment corporate system if I vote for Trump, it's going to do the same thing. I'm still going to preserve I disagree that system. With that if anything, I'm going to embolden line. it because people are going to, you know, be even more fed up. And it's going to give more opportunity for them to go further radical with their position, the corporate test and the establishment liberals.
3: I heavily disagree with that last position and the last thing that you mentioned. I think that if Trump wins four more years, the Democratic Party, this fake ass left, it kind of it proves that they have to try to bring aboard some progressives, Take some leftists back. or like you, you can't just tr- decide to be the new Republican party because the Republican party decides to be like the far right party. Like if you have a country where it's like the, re- the, the new Republican party, the old democratic party and like the far right party, the so, old Republican so party, Pierce, if that's, a- that's not a sustainable like experiment country, etc. Like, yeah. Look- I- if, if Trump I mean, is reelected again, that doesn't revalidate neoliberalism. Go ahead, Franco. Go ahead. Franco.
4: If you keep voting for Democrats and rewarding them for their neoliberal policies, you're telling them it's okay, keep doing that. Whereas if you don't vote for them, you're forcing them to change their policy platform. Except so the abolitionists during progressive on, let him finish. Let him finish.
0: No, except the abolitionists during the Civil War, if they had thought like Franco, I mean, where would we be right now? They they bet on the Republican Party because they said we're at least infiltrating the Republican Party or the Whig Party. Sorry, we're at least infiltrating the Whig Party with the Republicans. So that's we're going to so align with the Republicans inaccurate. as abolitionists and help them as much as we can, even though sometimes right. they're super centrist yeah, just, and, and cringy. Go ahead, Jeff. I wanted, to I, wanted to hear, I wanted to hear.
3: I wanted to hear what Franco was going to say. I wanted to hear what Franco was going to say because I heard like like four words. From him, I thought you
0: finished. I, Franco, if you have something else to say, go ahead, and then we'll turn it over to Jeff. I was just
4: saying that if if we don't allow the Democrats to win, like if we're not going to vote for them, we tell them, I'm not voting for you because you're not offering any progressive policies that I want. If you vote for them, then they're like, oh, I don't have to change this, anything. Don't this me idea anything. is whereas, ridiculous. Hold on, hold on, hold on, finish. I need to hear whereas, me if you, whereas if you don't vote for them, then the next time they're like, all right, what do we have to do next next time so that we can gain their vote? <laughs> Obviously, they don't like that we're taking in corporate money. Franco. So we got to stop doing that. We got to start giving them the stuff that they're asking for, like like um, like Medicare for all, like increasing the minimum wage, like UBI. Otherwise, you know, they're not going to vote for us ever when to keep losing to the re- Republicans. The strategy of doing the same thing that the Republicans are doing isn't working for us anymore. So we have to change our
0: platform now. All right. So, exactly. Jeff, I'm gonna let you speak. Don't worry, but I have to address what Franco was saying because it's ridiculous. This I've looked into this. Okay, look, nobody's more like Chomps. Nobody's more actually Chomsky's canceled, so I can't even use him as an example. He's not uh, canceled. Nobody's more lefty than me, other than uh, who's the guy that <laughs> uh, what's his name? Marx. All right, the only person further left than me right now is Marx. Even from that perspective, what you guys are saying is ridiculous because. First of all, oh, when line. whenever you do this strategy, Franco, they go and hug the right. They hug that right line. They say, no, they're hugging. oh, they're we, hugging. we have to take hugging. away no. from the republic. No, no, no. It's a simple math game, Franco. Right if, if my Democratic audience is isn't back. on the left, then what I have to do is take away the audience on the right and pull from that audience, the ones that are shaky on the right. Because they want they, they want nothing to do with me and they're outright. They're helping the going right anyway. Me.
4: The Overton Window keeps going further and further right because they keep they keep
0: doing. Wait, is what that why Cory Bush, Bush is winning? Is that why uh you know that guy in Florida won? Is that why all these like new squad members? are That's because are popping
4: the up? idea of getting progressives in office is winning, and these these corporate Democrats are getting out there. But in the end, we have to keep we have to put them in check while they're in office. Otherwise, they're going to keep doing. The things that Nancy Exactly. Pelosi and if, to...
0: if Biden gets elected, it's not like there's this magical spell well, that happens that prevents that people from walking in the for... doors of their representatives to keep protesting and keep the pressure up. Jeff. Well, the example that you
5: brought up about the abolitionists actually, uh, if you go back a few years, it actually makes Franco's point perfectly. Uh, because in the 1840s, the abolitionists were like, Fuck no, we're not going to vote for a slave owner. Right? We don't care whether it's a Whig or a Democrat. So most of them didn't vote at all in either the 1840 or the 1844 election. Uh, quite, uh, you know, some of them uh, voted for third-party candidate James Burney of the Liberty Party. I think he got like half percent in 1840. He got two percent, a little over two percent in 1844, and he spoiled, so to speak, New York throwing the election to the quote-unquote greater evil anti-slavery candidate. Uh, Fast forward a few years. Yes, the Republican Party was formed, and many abolitionists were willing to vote for Lincoln because Because? willing to entertain uh,
0: abolishing slavery. Um, Oh, isn't that what Biden is doing with the Medicare for All? Isn't that what Biden Uh, is doing with all these other issues? Why did they have Kamala Harris at the beginning of the primary? yelling yes. out that she was the first one to run and sponsor the bernie sanders legislation initiative i was That's there i wrote the into pressure it
4: pressure was working for oh, medicare oh for all she was giving willing to give lip service because to they medicare
0: started seeing and votes quickly they started seeing votes back up because because the Democratic her party. Were telling
3: her
4: to so,
0: so what, are we,
3: what are we talking about on twitch are we talking about kamala or anything
0: yes let's let's uh let's wrap this up here and go over <laughs> to twitch um Christy, I wanted to ask you a question because I know I haven't asked you a question late, lately. What? So,
1: Well, me and for, Conrad Rachel, we're just going to go get drinks and let you guys, you know, fist it out. All right, perfect. <laughs> uh, so then,
0: maybe we can uh, leave this off with you. Obviously okay. we're going back and forth on all of this, you know, the, the liberals, the progressives and everything like that. Um, from a day to day standpoint for people, right. What, like don't you think that it's kind of counterintuitive to um, not back people who are actively trying to work towards solutions you support? Uh, who are you referring to?
1: Say, who do you mean?
0: Progressives like, like, like Bush, the people we saw AOC. elected like Cory Bush, uh, AOC, the squad, Ilhan Omar, these folks. I
1: uh, see, I, I, I don't think AOC is a legit progressive. I don't she think supports she's Medicare for all. trying to fight for those things. That's she's trying minimum. to be she's trying to step up into Nancy Pelosi's shoes or, or you know, something of that sort. She's not actually fighting for those things because she's not actually <laughs> out there fighting for them. She just uses them when they're convenient for her. They get her attention, they get her name in the media, she gets to cuddle up with Bernie on the campaign trail. That those, uh, those people, to me, don't seem like they are actually out there All fighting for All right, now on the losing. right wing, can you give me an Just example? Just like Tulsi used Assange to get the detention of the, that crew. Like, politicians yeah. use these, they, they pluck out these pieces, and thus far we have not had anyone really genuinely fight to the nail and tooth, get into office and make these things happen.
0: Well, I get your point. I, I like to see politicians more as kind of responsive creatures to, like, market demands, right? And so if they you put that demand out they there, they're going to respond to it. Um, they do but I, I, I get your point. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I would just say that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I can hold these people's feet to the fire. I can do all of that. But at the end of the day, if you put up a Republican figure, you know, say somebody who's like AOC, you know, has all the features, says this. But really, at the end of the day, they're just trying to do X, Y and Z your typical Republican is going to vote Republican. They're going to vote that person in because they know that when the time comes and they're upset when they have Republicans in office that are more closer to them, then tea party can happen. Then, you know, Trump can happen. So they, they, they're very strategic in that. And I think they're underestimated the Southerners, you know, these kind of people, they're smart. They know the game. And they know that the the ultimate thing is winning, winning. I'd rather be a winning progressive than a loser who doesn't get anything done. Um, I think that that's better. So, How are we you know, winning by voting if,
4: for Trump or Biden? Hey,
0: I'm, I'm happy with either Trump or Biden. It doesn't really affect me. I just think that for marginal that's- communities, Biden would be a lot better than Trump. Um that that seems to be the general perspective. Personally, Trump oh, will be exactly. better for 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 working issues if he sticks to, um, you know, his protectionism, his his America first. But he's a weasel. He he started in real estate. I don't trust anybody who started in real estate. Don't ever trust yeah, a real estate agent. Supporting That's, supporting
3: Biden supporting Biden is not the leftist position.
4: Um, it is so absolutely
0: the leftist position. But how how. how?
3: We haven't explained
4: to We're going to answer
0: it. that on the Twitch stream. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I think Franco's <laughs> down for math. that. Pierce is down for that. Jeff, are you down to stick around for 20 minutes or so? Dude, look how sure. much alcohol left. All right, Dak, I don't know about you and straight Christy. Everclear. What's going on there? If you guys want to join us, um, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to smoke some meth before we start. Yeah, we I'm can have clear. stuff on I'm that on Twitch. I think it's Everclear, bro.
0: <laughs> Let <Straight> me.
2: Everclear. <laughs> Everlast,
3: maybe. <laughs> All right, here we go, folks. All right. Oh Jesus! This is don't live do it on the <laughs> I don't want to watch you die on YouTube. Oh. Ah,
0: perfect. That's. I think that.
3: I, I didn't. I didn't drink any of it. My mouth was like totally closed. Dude, that's God. a perfect like way a to mama. end this stream. Just like go ahead mama, and check us right? out
0: over on uh, Twitch. So we'll be over on Twitch to finish this stream. So go check that out. It's down in the description below. It'll be my first stream on Twitch. I'll be playing a little bit of uh, maybe WWE 2006 wrestling. uh, I think, what is it called? WWE Raw versus SmackDown versus Raw. So I'll be playing that. Peace. (laughs)